0: Listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. Sam Howser, Joe O'Neill, ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. Well, as we teased before the break, if you're a football junkie, if you're a historian, if you like the idea of how we got here, whatever the case might be, if you like some rankings, because we got those in there too, this book has something for everybody who's a fan of NFL history, everything in between. And he is our next guest on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline. The name of the book is Football Done Right, Setting the Record Straight on Coaches, Players, and the History of the NFL. Written by three-time Super Bowl winning executive and strategist Michael Lombardi with us here on ESPN Radio 1017. The team, it's a treat to talk to you, sir. I see your work all the time. And when the, when everybody reached out to get us this book and get you on the show, this was something that I really looked forward to jumping on. So I appreciate your time. Uh, for for joining us here today. So, before we get into the book, just to set things up here for a little bit for everybody, uh, Michael Lombardi on the staff for the 49ers. They won Super Bowl 19 and won two with the Patriots. Two of the most thrilling and memorable big games of all time, certainly the 21st century. Super Bowl 49, the Malcolm Butler interception at the end against the Seahawks. And then Super Bowl 51 against the Falcons 28 3, and the first Super Bowl ever to go to overtime. So what are some of the things that you still remember? Just There's so much going on to take in, Michael, when you're in the Super Bowl. The lead up to two weeks, the game itself, the season is on the line, this is what you're playing for, and we're witnessing things that we've never seen in a Super Bowl before. I'm just curious, you know, some of your memories and, and, and what you think back on how you took all that in in these crazy moments in the biggest game in, in all of sports.
1: Well, thank you for having me, and I appreciate it very much, your kind words. Uh, You know, in my first book, Good Iron Genius, I start out talking about probably the most unique thing of all, which was Belichick telling the defensive coaching staff back in March that he wanted to have a goal-line defense that was goal-line up front but nickel in the back. We called it goal-line nickel. And because we called it goal-line nickel, It looked like it was a nickel defense, but it really was goal line. So we we practiced it all summer, training camp, all during the season. We practiced it every Friday. We practiced it all the way through. And we practiced it on the Friday before the Seattle game. We never called it one time in the game until then. And while all of us, me included, were in the press box screaming for Bill to call timeout, he remained completely calm, stoic. Looked at the sidelines, thought something was wrong with Seattle's sideline in terms of confusion, and decided to just call goal line nickel. And Butler intercepted the pass, and we'll never have to pay for a drink again in the whole, his whole time in, in Boston. And then two years later, we're getting ready to play the Falcons, and we truly believe that we're going to need two point plays in the game. Not because we thought we were going to have to catch up, no we thought we needed a bunch of two-point plays because we thought we would get ahead of them. And we thought we would need to extend the lead out from 19 to 21 or from seven or from 17 to 19, some way to extend the lead. So we practiced two periods of day, uh, before the game, on Thursday and Friday, just running nothing but two-point plays. And what happened? We needed them to catch up, and we did.
0: sure did, and... Sure caught up and sure won both of those Super Bowls. And now he's got another book out, Football Done Right, Setting the Record Straight on Coaches, Players, and the History of the NFL. That is the name of the book by Michael Lombardi who's with us here on Team Talk, ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. So you're describing this scene... In uh, against Seattle, you're describing the scene in the press box, the confusion on on Seattle side, just trying to figure out everything that's going on. Was there a moment where you could just kind of see? You're looking down. Obviously, you can't communicate with Belichick, but is there a moment where you where you just you could see they're running this goal line nickel, and you just got incre- you just got beyond excited that they were about to run this with the Super Bowl on the line? Was there a moment where you could tell it was going to happen?
1: My whole I, I wish I was that astute, and I wish I was that smart, but I. My whole thought was, we need more time for Brady to come down and kick a field goal. You know? And so Belichick just decided, let's just stop him here and win the game. And that just requires incredible poise, incredible patience, and he's just remarkable. I mean, you know, it was one of those, it's funny. Everybody says Belichick wouldn't win a Super Bowl without Brady. Let me give you a little background. The first Super Bowl they won, the Patriots threw for 134 yards. They rushed for 133. The last Super Bowl they won, Julian Edelman was the MVP. They scored 13 points and won 13 to 3. So my point being, it's a team sport and it takes everybody. And we wouldn't have won Super Bowl 49 if the defense doesn't make that stop.
0: Of course, talking about that, that Super Bowl win over the Rams, Jared Goff, very exciting in there as well, all culminating in this uh, this Patriot Way experience that we all get to see from the outside, and I want to talk a little bit more about that, ask you some more football questions a little bit later on, Michael, but let's talk about the book for a second, Football Done Right, Setting the Record Straight on the Coaches, Players, and History of the NFL is the book by Michael Lombardi. You can get it wherever books are sold. If someone who had never gone back to the early days of the NFL was to read this book, like my connection is kind of, I would imagine, the same as a lot of people. You know, the movie Leatherheads from the late 2000s, seeing some clips on YouTube, you know, seeing NFL films or things like that. What would you say would be the thing that would be the most mind blowing for somebody to learn about the early days of the NFL and building that foundation? Or it wasn't even called the NFL at the time.
1: Right. I think it would be the fact that the game was. You know, I think, first of all, people would be amazed it wasn't popular, right? And secondly, I think people would, would would learn that it was, the ball was so different. It was almost round, you know, and it was almost a rugby-style game. And it was back and forth, and there was really not a lot of scoring, and three yards was an explosive play. So, you know, and the game really evolved. And, and when they went from Ralph Hayes' Oldsmobile dealership and. Canton, Ohio, and, exp- and, and expanded it, it has now boomed. And what I try to talk about in the book is what caused it to explode, right? You know, the coaching the coaching trees caused it to explode. Um, the great coaches caused it to explode. You know, the draft caused it to explode. The trades caused it to explode. Television caused it to explode. So all those factors played right into it
0: and leading up to where the NFL is now, certainly one big boom after another. But at that point that you're talking about, the, the these days in, in Canton, Ohio, was it just as simple as a few people along the way thought, hey, you know, this this can be something. Like People want to come play football. This is something that we can turn into. Because you mentioned in the book at the time, not even that it was more popular, how much more popular college football was compared to the NFL. And just a few people realizing... You know, we we can turn this into something if we want, right, Michael?
1: Yeah. It really is. I mean and I think that's really what happened. I, I think that, you know, they were fighting it and you know, part of the time when the NFL was in the early stages, it was a PR league. They were trying to create awareness for the league. They didn't have Twitter, they didn't have Instagram, they didn't have YouTube. They were trying to get people to engage in it. And so that was really critical. And once they did and once they, the sport and then once it got on television, right? Once it got on television, I think that changed everything. Because, look, we know this about the power of TV. Uh, you know, we, the Berlin Wall came down because of television, right? And people saw how others let, lived, and they wanted to live like that. So the end of communism happened because, partly because of television. And football exploded because of Howard Cosell and Monday Night Football. Football exploded because of Brett Musberger, And they deserved their credit.
0: And that's in the book as well, again, that you can find a big section on that, on that media side of it as well. Again, football done right, setting the record straight on the coaches, players, and history of the NFL by three-time Super Bowl winning executive Michael Lombardi is with us here on Team Talk, ESPN Radio 101.7, the team, and I assume that's that's why you picked Jim Nance to write the foreword of the book. Just talk about that a little, if you would, of, of, of how that came to be with Jim Nance and some of the things that he wrote.
1: Well... I- it's funny because my year out of football, I met Jim Nance. I was working at the Eagles. I got fired after a draft, and I went up to CBS, and they hired me as the behind-the-scenes guy to help the the on-air talent, George Seifert, Brent Jones, and Marcus Allen, and Jim get ready for the NFL season. And And, and, and having gone there, I developed a very close friendship with him, and he's the one who kind of enlightened me about the power of, of uh the NFL today, and then I would go back and watch some of those old reels of Jimmy the Greek and Brett Musburger talking about gambling. And then when I researched it, it was just so powerful. I mean, people don't realize that you know, back in those days, we didn't have scores, we didn't have ESPN, we didn't have the ability to go on 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 our phones to check out scores. Sure, there was a thing called the sports phone. You had to pay twenty five cents for a minute to get all these scores. It was incredible.
0: Just a couple of things left here, Michael. And I mean, I know you got a lot to do today, so I really appreciate you making some time here. But again, we're talking about the book Football Done Right by Michael Lombardi here on ESPN Radio 1017. The team, part of what you do in there as well is you list the top 10 coaches of all time and the top 100 players. We could spend all day going through that, but I'm just curious in going through all that and putting those lists together, what was the most fun part of that? What you enjoyed the most about those lists of the top coaches and players?
1: Uh, you know, it was about how they would fit and kind of building a draft board. I love that. You know, I'm a draft pick by heart. I write about draft picks in the book. I say it in a complimentary way because I am a draft pick at heart. So I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun for me.
0: You know, uh, last thing here, and we'll leave it on this, because it's something that's so obscure, something that's so hard, for I think, for us to grasp on the outside, Michael. But we started the conversation talking about these uh, Super Bowls with the Patriots and everything that you mentioned that Bill Belichick has done along the way. 30 seconds or less, how would you sum up the Patriot way that, that this team really thrives on and they're trying to get back to you know in, in the days post-Brady? It's,
1: it's about we, not me. It's about we, not I. It goes back to him playing catch with Roger Staubach on the sidelines. Roger Staubach has about as much influence on the Patriot way as anyone who never was in New England. You know, it's, it's it's about being selfless and mentally tough. And what mentally tough is doing what's right for the team but it might not be right for
0: you. So much to read, and football done right, setting the record straight on coaches, players, and history of the NFL. I know we little a uh, little over time here, Michael, but I really appreciate the, the time here today. This is such a, a fascinating thing to dive into with everything that is the NFL that we know today and what got us to this point, so I really appreciate the time, sir.
1: Anytime. Call me anytime. Thank you. Appreciate you promoting the book.
0: Absolutely. Appreciate you making the time for us. Again, Michael Lombardi, three-time Super Bowl winning executive and strategist with that book. Football done right, setting the record straight on coaches, players, and the history of the NFL. And again, if you want, if you're interested in the foundation of the league, because there's such little that's actually been told about how all this got started, it's so it, it, it's so obscure, it's so undocumented because it, the the NFL was was nothing in the 30s and 40s again it wasn't even called the NFL it had different names there were different team names teams that came and went every couple of weeks it was this this little little league that i mean imagine telling imagine telling a gen z what what it was like and i mean not that a lot of us know what it was like anyway but mentioned it earlier if you've never seen the movie leatherheads it's it's not a Bad description of what it was like. Guys taking trains from from game to game. Something that Chris Mad Dog Russo, I'm sure, would would love. He's got to be all over this book and the date, whatever the Havlicek version in the NFL is. Really fascinating book. Football done right. Setting the record straight on coaches, players, and history of the NFL. And it really does have something for everybody. If you, if you like the hot takey stuff, he's got his list of the top ten coaches and top 100 players, and every single one of them, 10 coaches and 100 players, explaining why they are in the order that they're in, making the case for some coaches who aren't in the Hall of Fame that should be in the Hall of Fame. Appreciate the time there with Michael Lombardi. But Coming up next, we're going to bring it back to 2023 when it comes to the NFL. We'll do our Dallas Cowboy report and much more on the other side. The last person that you would expect to say, yeah, that quarterback should not be in the game. We'll tell you who that was, and we'll react to that next. You're on Team Talk. Sam Hauser, Joe O'Neill, ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team.